0: As always, we are brought to you by Bet Rivers and this live edition of the Bullpen Without of the Bull, boy, are we action-packed here today. If you got a question, you can tweet them at me. I got the YouTube chat room chat up. So if you want to do it that way, send me a question there. But I just tweeted out a link a couple of minutes ago for your opportunity to join me live on the air. Yes, if your face has always deserved to be on camera. But nobody has uh, given you the opportunity before. Well, that is gone. Now you have the opportunity to join me on the air. And, and coming up in a little bit, I will take your calls uh, and and bring you up. So if you want to be on with me, click the link. Go to my Twitter. Click the link. Thank you to everybody joining now live. Thanks to everybody uh, in the chat room. Again, if, you don't, if you're shy, you don't want to be on camera. It's fine. You can send me a question in the chat, or you can tweet at me as well, but I prefer it in the chat right now. Uh, Real quick, give some early shout-outs to people who have joined us before I get into some of the things I want to hit on. Chris tweets, "Uh, you are truly missed when you're not on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Yeah, we do a a thing now, especially because we're expanding some of our other shows. Uh, So uh, in the football seat, you know, from August to February, Beginning of February, I'm on every day, just like just like Jay uh, J and and G. But then we all go down a few days uh, for the rest of the year. So I'm on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show uh, just three days a week now: Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But I'm live here every Thursday. i have got the podcast going and we're having so much fun doing that. And the response from all of you has been great. And thanks to Bet Rivers, we, we put I put out a podcast every Monday, every Wednesday. And the Thursday live show. And then if there's breaking news or anything huge, except when I'm on vacation, I'm, I'm going to take a break and unplug for a little bit when I'm on vacation in a few weeks. But besides that, I'm locked and loaded with you all the time. So I appreciate that, Chris. Uh, let's see. Uh, Will Y says, I wish Bull cursed more. Today's UCSS was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I could curse. I could drop a nice, you know, shit every once in a while. I, I You know, listen, I in my real life, I curse a lot. And I curse here on the podcast and I curse on the show sometimes as well. Uh, I, I appreciate a good curse. I don't want to curse just to curse, but sometimes, you know, I'm a man. I'm alluding, not that women don't curse. They curse too. But, but, uh, you know, I'm arguing with somebody We're talking sports. Something bothers me. I'm, I draw, you know, do that. I just said, you know, three times that's inappropriate. Diver Bob, but you never know what, uh, I, I might throw out there. Curse wise will. So stay tuned. Uh, diver Bob. Hi bull. I just showered and shaved, but no camera. Well, okay. Some personal habits. That's good. I appreciate that. Uh, Perot 632. Is that Ross Perot? Is Ross Perot still alive? We know this. We check this out. Ross Perot, who I think got more votes as an independent candidate for president than anybody ever, or at least in my lifetime. It's Ross, No, Ross Perot's dead. He died in July 2019. So if you happen to be in a situation where you're playing the dead or alive game, which is one of my favorites, uh, Ross Perot is dead. He died in uh, t- three years ago. No, more than that. It's 2019 it was not three years ago, four and a half years ago. Uh, Dreamwide receiver for the Browns. Um, honestly, it would be T. Higgins, even though, as you know, I'm a Bengals fan. Uh, t. Higgins would be probably the best possible guy you could get. Certainly, Michael Pittman would be my second choice. And I would say Marquise Brown, Mike Evans, and Calvin Ridley would, would come next there. Uh, Will Y, who gives a shit about Ricky Rubio? Yeah, I mean, I, does anybody – no offense to Ricky Rubio, nice guy. I don't I don't care that he's playing in Spain. Do you? Lucky Sparrow, and, I, and this is the last one for now, and I'll get back to more of the calls and the tweets in a little bit, but Lucky Sparrow asks, what sports teams does your son root for? Uh, well, Lucky Sparrow, my son is not it, – it's hard to believe because I grew up as a kid obsessed with sports – my dad loves sports, and I loved sports, and I was obsessed. It was my whole life. My son is not that into sports. You know, I introduced him to it. If you ask him, his, he'll tell you his favorite teams are the Cubs and the Bengals. Uh, but like me, he roots also for the Guardians and the Browns. And he's a Cavs fan. But he's not. he's not that into it. He's not that into it. He he watched a little football with me. He doesn't like watching baseball, <laughs> unfortunately. It's hard to believe because I love it. He likes to play baseball, and he likes to swim. But he's 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 uh, not a big sports fan, which is just so funny. But, you know, whatever. My son is my, – my life is too obsessed with sports, probably. So he's probably better off not obsessing about sports like I do. But uh, so that's the story there. Okay. I'll get back. So thanks to everybody who sent the questions so far. I'll get back to more questions in a little bit. And again, if you want to join me on the show, you can do that as well. The link was sent out. Just go back and look, um, go back and look at uh, my Twitter. I think I tweeted about, about 10 minutes ago, give or take. And and there's a link there to to join me. A couple of things I want to get to. First of all, uh, I, I know I've tweeted about this a little bit. I talked a little bit about it on the podcast yesterday and a little bit o- about it on UCSS the last couple of days. But I wanted to just it, – it, it is really I, – I was so down on the NBA at the start of the season. I was so not interested. I wasn't interested in the in the Cavs, certainly not as a fan. I had to pay some attention because of my job. But as a fan, I had no interest. I just like – the I, the end of the season against the Knicks in the playoffs left such a sour taste in my mouth that I was completely uninterested. And, and I, I, I thought no matter what the Cavs did this year, outside of getting another superstar on the roster, which they didn't, they've added some good players, but they, they didn't they didn't add an additional superstar. I thought no matter what they did that I would remain from a fan perspective uninterested. But that's not been the case. It's not been the case at all. In fact, and it's just changed recently. Even when this winning streak started for the Cavs, because obviously they won what was it, eight in a row, then they lost to Milwaukee, and now they've won seven in a row. So 15 of 16. When this streak started, I still was not into it because they were mostly beating bad teams. And then they got on that role where they were just, they, obviously they were killing bad teams and they started beating good teams they beat Milwaukee and a couple other good teams and it was it was fun to watch them play when i got locked into it a little more and i said hey listen i haven't changed my mind the regular season still means very little if anything at all and unless this team has success in the playoffs it was all for nothing but it doesn't mean you can't have fun enjoying it along the way if the Cavs beat the Knicks or the Mavericks or or the, uh, or the Celtics even or Milwaukee in the regular season, it means nothing in terms of whether they're going to win in the playoffs or not. But what I finally embraced again was, hey, I can enjoy the ride. And beca- and I, I find the style the Cavs are playing this year much more enjoyable than last season. And I think they're they're a team built for the playoffs more because they're deeper, they're more flexible, and they're better, way better on the road. All those things add up. Obviously, you know, if, you, if you're if you with me live now, uh, they're playing the Nets in about an hour or so. If, if you're watching back, that game has probably happened already. But anyway, see if they can continue on a roll. And I think in their next seven or eight games, the only team they play that's more than three games over 500 is Philly. And, you know, Philly lost Joel Embiid. In terms of the trade deadline, not surprisingly, the Cavs did not do anything today. There were a bunch of trades. Philly got a little better. The Knicks certainly got better. They made a big move today, and obviously they're a threat. Milwaukee didn't do much. Uh, Boston didn't do much, so the top didn't get any better. But the Cavs are the two seed right now. Uh, it would be it would be huge, beyond belief. And the Cavs, as of this moment, have I think thirty three games left in the season. If they could finish as the two seed, would be massive. But even the three would be big to avoid that. Um, the 4-5 game. But if you get to the two, then you play uh, one of the play-in teams in the first round. And then, in you know, if you won the first round, you'd have home court in, in the second round as well. Which certainly was a bigger deal last year because they stunk on the road. But nonetheless, no matter how good you are on the road, you still would rather play at home. All right, let's move on to the Browns. Browns are rounding out their coaching staff, hiring Andy Dickerson to... And I, I'm just going to sidebar for a minute. It's always, it's always, I, I always think if, now I have like my last name, for those who don't know it, I rarely say my last name on air. I've, I did it maybe three or four times on the radio, but I'm going to say my last name right now. My last name is Gersten Haber, right? It's a long name, a long name. That's part of the reason I don't use it. Some of it's for anonymity. But it's out there. You can find my last name. It's not like it's that complicated. But people seem to get a kick out of when I say my last name every once in a blue moon. My last name is Long. And some people, it often gets mispronounced in my personal life, right? Which is weird because it's, if you look at my name on paper, it's not really hard to say. But because it's Long, people get confused. But, so when I was a kid, there was part of me that was like, I wish I had like a, you know I wish my last name was smith or jones something easier nor you know more i when I, whenever i did the um remember when you had to fill out the bubble sheets when you were a kid and it, with the number 2 pencil and you had to put your name in and my last name would always get cut off my last my last uh, letter in my last name wouldn't fit but I, so i thought oh, that would be easier but i never thought of changing my name but when i hear like the you know, you see these these names, right? Um, like Dickerson or the the Mets had a player last year, used to be on the White Sox. He in fact just signed a minor league contract with the White Sox again. Danny Mendick. And you gotta think, you know, guys generally bust each other uh, bust each other's balls quite a bit. When when in fact Brian Monzo, who's the producer of the of this podcast, for years, because he and I worked together in New York before I moved to Cleveland. Whenever we talk to each other, and I do this with Dustin, I do this with um, my friend Howie, one of my oldest friends. This is what guys do. You know this. We bust each other's balls. So, like, Monzo will pick up the phone. And you'll be like, hey, you know, what?" I'm not going to say the name, but, like, we'll insult each other with, uh, the, with, uh, you know, hey, penis breath or whatever. And this is a podcast. I can say whatever the hell I want. And that's what guys do, right? We do all this Can you and if you think guys like guys like us and like you folks that are in the chat, we're just regular guys, bust each other's nuts. Can you imagine what professional athletes do in locker rooms? Now, I've never been a professional athlete in the locker room, but I know a lot of people that were professional athletes in locker rooms. I did a show with one in particular, as you know, for a long time. And as as much as we bust chops, those locker rooms are crazy um, times a million, right? So if you're a baseball player with the name Danny Mendick, I mean, I gotta believe you're getting your you chops busted over that name. I would I would think people would change their name, but I don't, I don't know. What did Monzo say? Sell uh, Monzo? I'm selling you out. Yeah, we we got to share with the fans. So. Uh, Monzo's nickname is generally Salty Meatloaf. That's, that's his nickname. Anyway, um, so where was I going with this? Oh, I actually had two friends, uh, two guys I was friends with when I was young in my teens and early 20s. I haven't seen those guys in 30 years. But it was two brothers, and their names were David and Avi, and their last name was Lipschitz, which is a you know a name that you're going to get picked on for, unfortunately. They, when they were adults, they changed their last name. They legally changed their last name to Gannon, I believe, because they hated their last name. I mean, there was a former a baseball pitcher. Uh, now he's a he's a coach for a while. I don't know if he still is. But Dick Pole. I mean, and by the way, if your name last name is Pole, why are you calling yourself Dick? The whole thing's crazy. I know I've gone on a just bizarre tangent. Um, yes, uh, no, I am not German. People often think I am German. I have, I am of Austrian, Hungarian, and Russian descent. Uh, you know, Austrian, Hungarian, similar to German. I though none of those countries were good to m- to my people. I am Jewish. Yes, I'm not religious, but I'm Jewish, and uh, none of those countries were good to my people at the time. From what I hear, Germany is very uh, friendly to Jewish people now, but uh, obviously none of those countries were good to my people at the time, so I don't take any pride in, in, in the origins of my great-grandparents. Uh, but anyway. Uh, and for those who are asking about Dustin, let me just say, because so many people have messaged me, uh, I, I'm not sharing what's going on with Dustin. He's doing okay. I actually spoke to him today, and he's doing okay. I'll tell you that. We talked on the phone this afternoon. But I'm not sharing any details because it's his personal business, and uh, it, it, that's for him to talk about. But I just because people have asked, I'll say he's doing he's doing good. He's doing good, and I spoke to him today. All right, let's get to the Browns. Oh, so the reason I brought up that whole rigmarole is because Andy Dickerson is the new coach, and Joe Batonio was actually talking about him today because Batonio had remembered him from when he was getting drafted a decade ago by the Browns one of the teams that were interested in him were the, was the Rams and Andy Dickerson at the time was the assistant offensive line coach of the Rams Dickerson is n- now the new offensive line coach for the Browns obviously big shoes to fill for Bill Callahan but uh, and you know somebody asked me today oh he's going is he going to do a good job I mean how, how the hell would I know he was the offensive line coach for the Seahawks they had a ton of injuries and their offensive line was decent Okay, I guess he gets credit for that. So I have no idea if he's going to be any good at his job. We'll hope for the best, right? The whole offensive coaching staff, except for wide receiver Chad O'Shea and his assistant, Kaylee Brownson, uh, they're the only two, I believe the only two returning members of the offensive coaching staff. So there you go. All right, if you want to jump in with me live, I'd love to bring some callers live on the air. You got to click on the link. I don't know if I need, I don't think I need to send it again. I, I tweeted it out around five 55. So just look at my Twitter. It's the last thing I tweeted, click on that link and you, and then I'll punch you up and not literally punch you, but uh, you'll join me on the show if you want. Meanwhile, I will answer some more questions and you can ask me about anything you want. It doesn't even have to be uh, necessarily about um, uh, the Browns or the, the Cavs or even the The Guardians who don't spend any money. Diver Bob, regarding T. Higgins, do you think the Bengals are going to franchise him? The Bengals should sign him. If they don't sign him, they should franchise him. They should not let him walk. It makes no sense. If they do, then the Browns should be aggressive. It makes no sense. Why you T. Higgins is a top 20 wide receiver. The Bengals can afford to pay him and Jamar Chase owners want to con you into believing that they can't but they Bengals can but unfortunately for Bengals fans uh the Brown family who's been better I give them credit the last few years they've spent more money no doubt but they don't spend like Jimmy Haslam I have killed Jimmy Haslam a million ways in most he for a lot of reasons he's a lousy owner but I give him credit he is not afraid to spend the Brown not in terms of the cap but in terms of money spent The Browns have spent more money on players uh, last year and this coming season, the season after, more than any other team. Chris tweets, uh, do you think the Browns will use their second-round pick for an offensive lineman? I do not. I do not think they – you never know. I don't think it's a guarantee. But I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised if the Browns use their second-round pick on an offensive lineman because it's not a pressing need. Now, ultimately, I've, and I've asked so many guys that have been GMs in the NFL this question, At every Browns GM I've ever talked to, which is every, every Browns GM since 2011, I've asked the question, do you draft for need or do you draft best player available? And usually they say best player available, but need has to play a role. And it, but it depends on the position. Right? If, you're, if you're the Browns right now, you're not going to draft a quarterback in the second round. Uh, and, and you're probably not going to draft a corner because you have three really good corners. It just doesn't make any sense. If you feel like the value of the player there is so good that you can't pass, then maybe you trade out of that spot. But generally, by the time the Browns pick late second round, it's probably not – they probably don't have whatever their grade is, however they analyze it or rank it, a huge difference between guys at that point, unless there's some guy that the Browns loved as a first-round pick that slipped through the cracks and made it all the way towards the end of the second round if they stay there and don't trade up. I would think the priority is wide receiver, and that's what they'll do there. However, if the Browns are aggressive in free agency you – know, spoke to Jake Trotter today of ESPN and and he thought they would be if they're aggressive in free agency and they're able to get the guys I mentioned before, Pittman, Higgins, Evans, Ridley, or Marquise Brown. I feel like I'm forgetting. I think like there's one other guy in that group of really good receivers. But anyway, if he, if they get one of those guys, then, then I think then who they draft in the second round is very much up for grabs right now it seems obvious that they'd go wide receiver. But if there's not an obvious choice at that position in their minds when they pick there, and we know they have not done a good job drafting wide receivers to this point, that's been their biggest weak spot. And if they're aggressive for a wide receiver, then it's not as big a need. I mean, if, if all of a sudden, let's say Marquise Brown, because I think he's the most realistic of those guys. If Marquise Brown is on the Browns, well, wide receiver's not as big a priority anymore. And so maybe... And I, I don't think offensive line is crazy, because, but they're not going to draft a tackle because you – I shouldn't even say that. But you are kind of locked in with Jack Conklin, and it looks like you hit on Dewan Jones, although they're both right tackles, and Jed's only got one year left, and I don't love him anyway. Your guards are both getting up there, especially Joel. But I I would be surprised in the end if they went offensive line. But if they if they're aggressive in free agency at wide receiver, uh, I could see them. Hey, I know this is, you know, you don't see that. At, it might sound crazy. I don't think it's insane that they could draft a running back late in the second round. Certainly, a defensive lineman would be in play. I I would think defensive line is probably the biggest priority. Defensive end is probably the biggest priority, I would say, after wide receiver. But again, it also depends on how confident you are about Nick Chubb. Jake Trotter t- today said he wasn't sure Nick Chubb would be ready for the start of the season. If that's the case, I mean, I think the Browns will draft a running back at some point. But if there's a guy they love in the second round, I, I don't think that's crazy if they've already dra- addressed the wide receiver position in free agency, that doesn't mean they shouldn't add another wide receiver, but they would be less desperate if they got a frontline wide receiver to, to a veteran frontline wide receiver to match up with Amari Cooper. Uh, John says, "Man, think of the Dustin for sure. Hope he's doing okay. I already mentioned that he's he's doing okay, uh, and he s- sounded good when I spoke to him today." Uh, Max, my man, Max, co-producer of the uh, live bullpen. Glad I don't have a nickname yet. Well, Monzo, now we have to. We need a, a, a nickname for Max now. It's got to be something Cajun. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll do I'll work. Lucky Sparrow tweets, what do you feel is an acceptable amount the Guardian should spend each year? And do you feel there's any way to fix the disparity of spending in Major League Baseball? Okay. This is something I love to talk about, so I'm glad you asked me. And again, not too late to jump in if you want to be on camera. I know a lot of you guys are shy, so nobody wants to do it. But I love having people on. Join me. You get, you get a little more time to spend talking with me. So click the link that I tweeted out if you want to jump in. So the Guardian, no team should have a payroll under $150 million in my opinion. If you can't afford a payroll of $150 million as million as a major league owner, then you should sell the team. That's how I feel about it. The Dolan family is very wealthy. They're spending a boatload of money on a political campaign for Matt Dolan here in the state of Cleveland, or the state of Cleveland, the state of Ohio to run for Senate when he has very little chance of, of winning the Republican primary. Uh, that seems kind of crazy to me. They, they've they spent, le- I, I think, about $80 million on the team over the last seven years in terms of free agents. The payroll hasn't been in a good spot since mm-hmm. 2017, 2018, and it's been it's a downright embarrassment. The Guardians have the third lowest payroll in the league as of right now. They've spent no legitimate money this offseason. They've added no good players this offseason. And they're just relying on, they're hoping and relying on so many young players on offense and pitching. Let's face it, it's all young pitchers, too. It's not just those young pitchers performed last year, unlike most of the young hitters, but still you're relying on all young pitchers except for Shane Bieber. Even Tristan McKenzie's pretty young and coming off a serious injury. To fix the disparity, no. They will never happen because the players will never agree to a, a, a full salary cap. But that's not the problem. I've been screaming for years. The problem in baseball is not a salary cap. It's a salary floor. But the owners would never agree to that. There is a kind of light salary cap. Um where you get fines for going over, the Dodgers and Mets haven't cared. Most of the other teams do consider that, though, even the Yankees. The good news in baseball is money doesn't always buy you success. The Dodgers have spent a ton. In 35 years, I believe it is, they've won one World Series, and that was the COVID year. The Mets had the biggest payroll in baseball last year. They didn't make the playoffs. The Yankees, huge payroll. They've won once since 2000. The Mets haven't won in 40 years, almost. So winning doesn't, you know, the money doesn't guarantee anything, you know. So it's, I don't think it's as big a deal as some people make it, but it is frustrating when you're a fan of the Guardians or you're a fan of the Rays, certainly if you're a fan of the A's. that, That owner's a disgrace. He's despicable. Uh, they're they're much worse, but the Guardians need to spend more money. And if every team had to spend at least 150 million, then even if the Mets were spending 280, it it really if the Guardians spent 50 million more on payroll, forget it. They'd be they could be a 90 win team if they got it right, easy, easy. And they have the benefit of being in a weak division, unlike the teams in the East and the West. Okay, let's what do we got here. Jay da, 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 da. uh Jay is the running back for this class good. I'll be honest with you Jay, I am not a draft guru and I haven't gotten into draft mode yet. I probably will soon. But I'm not one, I'm not going to be like some people in the, oh, oh, there's a lot of sports talk people who all of a sudden pretend they're draft geniuses. I don't do that nonsense. I talk to people that I trust like a Dane Brugler from the Athletic who know this stuff and I'll read it and I'll study it and I'll talk to those people to have a feel for it. But especially cause the Browns don't have a first round pick for the what third year in a row or for the last five years. I'm not that locked in to the draft as much. Cause you know, trying to figure out outside of position who the Browns might take at 50, whatever they're drafting is kind of a losing proposition. So, uh, so, no, I, so I can't tell you about the running back class that much. I really, I really don't, don't know it well enough, not at this point. Let's see. Uh, Tony to Turnt. Should we trade Big Thanos, AKA Dewan Jones, since we can't get off Conklin? I actually, had, it's funny that you asked that, Tony, because I thought about that exact thing today. And in the end, I said no, because here's why you couldn't get that much back for Dewan in a trade, even though he played well. He's risky because of his size. He's worth more to the Browns than anybody else, and you can get out of Conklin's contract after the twenty-four season. Even if that means DeWand is a backup this year, there's going to be guys hurt. He'll play. Uh, He still has growing to do. I I would not trade him, no. I I definitely would not trade him. But it's funny because I actually thought, like, in my mind, when I was thinking about what they're going to do with tackle, I was, in my mind, going through a few different ideas And that was one of the things that popped in my head for a second. And then I quickly dismissed it. Uh, Let's see. Monzo says, question from Anthony in the Riverside audience. Do you think Haslam promised Watson a dome along with his fully guaranteed contract? Well, that's a big topic today. Obviously, news coming out today. There was a report that the Browns had bought a ton of land by the airport. Uh, Turns out that's not true. Apparently, they're in negotiations. It's not a done deal yet. And yes, it is possible the Browns will be moving to Brook Park, which is, you know, I I think I'd like the Cavs, Cavs, the Browns to stay downtown. The Cleveland Browns, they should stay. I know, I understand where this location is, is five minutes technically from Cleveland. And it's not like we'd be losing the team from the area, but the Cleveland Browns should play in Cleveland. Uh, that being said, they do need a dome. I, I'm not one of these people who's like I want to be out in the snow and the cold. No, I do not. That's why I sit in the press box when I do go to games. Although I prefer to watch at home because to me, it's a better view from my TV. But uh, Jason Lloyd told me today he thinks they're going if they do build a new stadium that it's going to have a dome. So Jay, I respect you too, buddy. Love it. No fake news. Definitely not. Uh. Chutu, we should not trade talent because we live in our fears. Agreed. We shouldn't. I don't want to trade Duan. Uh, Let's see. Diver Bob, this is our last year without a first-round pick from the DW trade. That's correct. Uh, Chututu, Adam, UCSS earlier this season discussed a disliking for the Dog Pound name because the original Dog Pound is gone. What are your thoughts about fans barking and such? I am completely good with that. I hate, I don't care. If if fans want to refer to it as the dog pound, what bothered me is that son-in-law, Jimmy Haslam's son-in-law, I just call him son-in-law, always, he, he says the dog pound, but the dog pound, as you fans know, I wasn't living here, but I know this, was just a part of the stadium. And for the second he came in, he started talking about the dog pound as if that was the whole stadium. And it was annoying to me. I don't know if fans found it annoying, but for me, I found it annoying. So, uh, anyway, I know a couple people said they were try. Let's see, invite? No, I don't know. Can I invite somebody in? I should know this already. But uh, a couple, listen, a couple people said they, tr- or one person at least, said he tried to get in, uh, and couldn't get in. So we'll try to we'll try to figure that out. Hi, Alec. I'm sorry you tried to get in and couldn't get in. We're we're still we're still trying to figure out a couple little kinks here in the machine. We'll eventually get it worked out. But I appreciate everybody joining me today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting me in all my endeavors. I love you guys that are here with me all the time. It really means a lot. Thanks to Monzo. Thanks to Max. I will talk to you again. I'll be on UCSS tomorrow. And then back on the podcast on Monday. Thinking about changing the time of the live show. We may make it a little earlier in the day when people are at work and then you know, you get a break from your annoying boss and whatever the hell you're doing. So thanks everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers network.